She wasn't going to be on. She didn't play that, did she? Yeah, she said she was going to be on. I do believe. Well, I do believe that too. I at least know that she didn't say she wasn't going to be on. So. Let me text her too. Okay. She's in here someplace. Aha. And here's my other co-host. Nikki is freaking out there. Woo! Woo! Awesome <laughs> all here. And, and, you know, and for, for once, you're the one that's fashionably late. Well, not by much. Well, the, 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 apparently the time on the microwave is a few minutes off from the time on my phone. <laughs> Go with the phone. Well, yeah, well, because yeah. the microwave. So I, I, I am here, but hold on, let me run back to the microwave. I don't know why, but every time we have a show, I get really hungry. It's because it's my little pony talk. That happens every time. One of us has to be eating during the show. If somebody isn't eating during the show, it's a show. You guys are quiet, okay? Yes, I know. Yeah. It'll be extra good tonight. Are you talking to Tony Burns? Yes, I told Tony Burns they have to be extra good tonight, and I gave them each a peanut. Well, no, that's the way to that's the way to convince them to be to, be, to behave themselves. Well, we're not only having technical difficulties with the um, with getting on on time, but I'm having technical technical difficulties with my laptop. 
Oh, no. Oh, yes. But as I as I told Ruth, that is our show. If, if there's not a technical difficulty, there is no show. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's definitely it's part of the uh, charm of the show. It's tradition. It's I mean, come on, we we started the show with technical difficulties. I mean, come on, we've had several weeks without it, so you know we were bound to have one. Of course. But tonight we are really, 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 really super excited. Oh, yeah. We are beyond excited. At least I am. I am excited. Because we were able to get someone who actually worked with Hasbro in the 80s designing some of the, some of the items that we have loved from then. She was inducted into the Pony Hall of Fame during last year's My Little Pony Fair 2016. We, of course, are talking about Ruth Bush. Hi, Ruth. Hello. 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 Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, we can hear you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, when when we end up talking all at the same time, it tends to get a little jarbled. <laughs> and having people in different places does not help. Uh-huh. It's like a time lag. Pretty much. Uh, actually, there is a time lag. There's actually a one minute delay between the time I am actually speaking yes. this and the time that the live audience actually hears it. Yes, I turned it on there so uh, to hear it, but because it's a minute difference, I stopped it so that I don't confuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good idea. That's never, you know, so if we've had people do that, they they figure, okay, I'm, I get to hear myself on, 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 the, on the computer, and then it's like, wait a minute, I just said that a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Where, where'd that come from? <laughs> But the good news is, is the show is downloadable, so you can actually hear yourself by listening to the download. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that is the one great thing because we do end up always going over our two-hour time, time frame. Mm-hmm. And I always say, if you want to hear what, what, we're, what we're saying afterwards, you better download if you're, you're live in the audience. Because yep, they will cut off our live feed. Yeah, it's a good 15 minutes to a half an hour at least after the live audience can no longer hear us where we're still mm-hmm. recording. Okay. But you can 
download. Okay. No. Oh, it's an hour. It's a full hour. I know, but we don't always take the whole hour. Uh, we have sometimes. <laughs> Walk Talk has literally cut us off at some point. <laughs> I like with you. Half an hour most of the time. We were we were Even, in the middle of the show one time, and it's like all of a sudden it just like clicked. That's it. You're done. It was like whoa. The great powerful eyes have said, "Shut up." <laughs> I guess we better 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 listen to them. Okay. I have got my laptop up. Okay, so Pony News, Nishi. I know you have some. I do, but I have a lot. So we'll just wait till next week. Just, just. Just look forward to me going over a lot of ponies. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about you go through a couple of them while I open my box? <laughs> okay. Well, I know, I know, Pandora, that you will appreciate this. I got a kimono that still has her charm. <gasps> yeah. <clears throat> Nice. So that's just a hint of like one of the many ponies I got, but I got a lot of purple ponies and I got a kimono that still has her pony charm. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, very cool. uh the reason the reason why kimono is actually really important is because we actually end the show with kimono, and I gave her a voice. Mm. Sort of like our math. Yeah. And I actually voiced her based upon a coworker I used to work with. And the way she would just uh, yell good, goodbye as she was running out the door. So, ha! And my pony news is I have a derpy hood mint in box. Oh, one of the uh, the Comic Con exclusive ones. I have the Comic Con exclusive one, so I feel like I've gone to the 2012 fair. Oh, cool! Well, I I actually like the fan made derpies much more than I like the official ones. Like, if I were to get a derpy, I would want one made by Oki Girl because she does great derpies. Oh yeah, I saw. I think I saw one of hers last year. But I am going to break a little bit of bit of uh, show tradition because I actually have additional pony news that won't actually come in until Wednesday. And you guys know I don't like talking about pony news until I actually have it physically in my hand. 
But because we have Ruth here, able to get my hands on a mint in box petite carousel. Oh, So you did get it. I did. <laughs> and I was the only bidder. Well, it made me feel really bad about considering bidding. <laughs> I guess you I kind of, you know. You made a stink eye. <laughs> Because it's like the only playset that I will have mint in. But I I have complete playsets, where I have every piece. But this will be the only one where I have every single piece with the box, and everything is sealed. And I know nothing is broken. I suppose it's like my mint inbox, everything sealed, My Little Pony castle, dream castle. Exactly. Still, I should have you know I would have bid on it if you hadn't given me the shot. <laughs> See, Ruth, I told you, it's just like having a conversation. Yes, I actually looked up the date for uh, the movie. It's 
set to come out October 6th, and there is a Wikipedia page up about it. Because um, after seeing a couple more videos that they had for the uh, the toy releases related to the movie um, at the New York Toy Fair, I I had to know more. So October 6th is listed on the wiki right now. And you did not send me those those links to those videos? My God, I mean, come on. I'll send you the link to the first video. I'll send you the link to the second one right now. <laughs> you, you know I live a, live in a hermit hole. <laughs> Hold on, I will send you the link to the second video. And I work 90%. Yeah, I work 90% of my day away. This is my break. For the week, <laughs> yeah, I have to say I'm I am less interested in the movie than I am in the toy the toys that will come out of the movie. If I see the movie in theaters, it will be because my husband who still insists not a brony. <laughs> Pony husband is still insisting he is not a brony. Oh, Guess yeah. what? He can just be referred to as a collector. He doesn't like the fact that we're surrounded by pony toys. He just likes the car he just likes the show. The new show. He has to just, you know, man up and just, you know, say, I am a brony. That's he it. is he is locked he is he is locked multiple locks in a deadbolt in that closet, I tell you. Um, but I was more interested in toys. I decided molds to customize. I knew that's yes, exactly what you were going to say. Do interesting. Uh, we are finally getting an official Big Mac and a Soros. Now, granted, they are going to have like a lot of extra printing on the side of them, but an official Big Mac. We're getting Big Mac. Big Mac and sorry, yes. Somebody, somebody should have told somebody should have told me to sit down before you told me that. And I almost fell out. I assumed you were already sitting down. I'm sorry. I can't watch the video because otherwise you're going to hear it. Okay, but you can see the video later, and I'm I'm sending you the link to the Wikipedia page about the movie. Yes. Okay, I, I'll I go ahead and update forward to there being an official Big oh. Mac because it's well past time. It is six seasons, six or seven seasons now past when we first gotten a Big Mac. So, okay. Okay, Mind you, I'm going go. to There's the wiki. a ton of Big Mac, so I can go through and turn a bunch of Big uh, I need one to keep his Big Mac, but then I need to turn the rest of them into, like, you know, the Big Brother posts we had from the G1 live, and all the Mountain Boys that we never actually got in the United States but should have. Oh, that would be cool. Wouldn't it? All right, so I second, I second third, and fourth, and fifth, and... Sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I really need to quit p- putting the uh, the 
the blind bag ponies of the week someplace other than where they really should be. Oh, okay. Are we ready for a blind bag pony of the week? Sure, fire away. Now, Ruth, I will tell you, last week you gave me good luck again. Yes. Because we talked about you, and I got two, and I got two blind bag ponies I did not have in my collection. Uh huh. So hopefully tonight you will bring me extra, extra good luck. Okay, I will try. And yes, that is actually a box full of blind bags being shaken up. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like ponies galloping. It kind of does. It does. I didn't think about that. I think it's because I I made the box smaller than it used to be. It used Mm -hmm. to be a a lot fuller, but uh, over Christmas, a few friends sent me some blind bags, and I opened up one package and tossed it into the box, and it filled it up to the top to the point where I couldn't shake it. Uh-huh. So it was like, um, yeah, I need another box. <laughs> so there's the storage box, and then there's the box where I actually pull from. <laughs> okay. What do we have here? And I do not look into the box when I grab the pony. I, I, I literally just put my hand in. It's just like it's just like a bingo just like a bingo hall. I see nothing. Multi merch. Because of course it's uh twenty twenty sixteen. That's as far as I can tell right now. It's from 2016. I'll give you the wave as soon as I log into my own account. Okay, black bag. Okay. Okay, so this one comes from Wave. Wave 15. Yes, Wave 15. It's so hard sometimes to figure out which waves these are, especially when the building is exactly the same. Okay. Everyone, cross your fingers. You're also opening up another one. <laughs> okay. Fingers across. Okay. This week's blind bag pony of the week. As soon as I get the bag open. Even the bag's being a little difficult. You are lucky again. It's golden delicious, and I don't have her yet. 
Tony. So you have brought me good luck three times now. Ruth, we definitely need to mention your name more often on the show. (laughs) At the beginning of the show, we have to say Ruth. I will have to say last week I did kind of cheat because the seller had marked off which ones they were and I'd been looking to get a breezy and I knew it was a breezy so I kind of cheated last week but that wasn't my fault it was the seller's fault for labeling it but it did help to get rid of some of the duplicates uh, well, we did Pony News, Pony Pony Mail, and Blind Bag Pony of the Week all in 25 minutes. Oh, my God. It's a world record. It, it, that, that, that right there is a world record. <laughs> And I was also giving some time because I know Clipper was actually advertising the show. And I know he said he was going to be on listening, so I don't even know if he's on listening. So I want to contact him. Let me go throw something at him. Because if it wasn't, I, I literally have to say this, if it was not for Clipper and his pep talk, I would not have talked to you. <laughs> okay, literally because it was kind of like, oh my God, it's Ruth Bush. I, 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 I can't, I can't talk to her. I can't talk to her and get her to come onto the show. I, I, I just can't. <laughs> you know, and then he, he, he kind of, you know, gave me the courage and just like, can you talk to her first? <laughs> <laughs> to see if she's even be interested. <laughs> because ever since I I met you at the fair last year and I actually got to sit with you and Clipper and hear like some of the stories at the bar where as as I said, I will never sit at the bar where Clipper is sitting ever again <laughs> because there's something about him that I, I get the vibe of have a drink and you shouldn't so I warn people now do not sit at the bar with Clipper <laughs> something about him just makes you want to have a drink or two <laughs> and have and be up way too Please late. Have way say too that fun. I just messaged my friend about making the martini. <laughs> actually, that's actually what I ended up drinking that night was martinis. So, and I actually told him next time we were at a fair and you're at the bar, I'm I'm going the other way. 
I'm, I'm avoiding you at the bar. <laughs> if I make it, if, I, if, if my orthopedic says I can go to the fair this year, I am definitely avoiding him at the bar. <laughs> We have a guest. Hi. Well, we have a guest that's actually logged in. Hi, CCJ. Thank you for joining us, whoever you are. Um, uh, just some of the rules that we always have. Um, the only people whom are ever allowed actually onto the show are those whom we have invited, which is Ruth. And if Clipper, of course, if Clipper calls in, I will, of course, let him on because, you know, I I promised I'd let him on, you know. So, since he was so good and encouraged me. Without him, you would not be here. I would still be sitting here going, I I wish I could talk to Ruth to get her to come on to the show. (laughs) I don't bite. (laughs) Neither do I, but people still avoid me. I don't know why. I'm cute. I'm sweet. I'm adorable. But back to what I was saying, uh, we do not allow anybody onto the show unless we actually know them. Because we have had some instances in our chat room where we've had some people who have been very inappropriate. And because the show is taped live, we cannot let just random people on because we don't know what they're going to say. I can monitor the chat room and I can kind of keep that family friendly. I can't keep the taping family friendly. So, and Clipper is actually asking for the phone number to call in, so I think he is actually going to call in. And he's asking how many people are listening. I don't know. There are plenty here for some reason. I can only see one. So, who wants to ask the first question? Because, as I said, I'm just here for the story. You two came up with questions. Okay. I came up with one question. I'm terrible at coming up with questions. I don't know why you give me that responsibility. And there's a couple of good is, questions. Actually, we pull up the list. 
Okay, oh, four, five, eight. Are you? Well, somebody please ask a question. <laughs> okay, I've got one. So did you um, initially work on when you were first hired on at Hasbro? I was hired to do My Little Pony packaging, and I did dozens and dozens of pony boxes for the first year I was there. That included designing the box from scratch, getting the prototypes and things so I know what proper poses were in the boxes, proper colors, I had to mark the colors, uh, the hair, any accessories that go with it. Oh, let's see. Also, um, coordinating uh, photo photo shoots for the boxes. We often went down to New York or up to Boston to uh, schedule our photo shoots. That was more so for play sets than when we had illustration. Um, that was most of the first part. Was I originally was hired for packaging, but because there was so much work. We uh, had a lot of opportunity to work for other departments, and that's how I got to expand into doing other things, doing illustration work for the play sets. Uh, I often painted prototypes for the model shop, which was really fun. We used paints that you can't even get a hold of anymore. Uh, and then eventually I worked in R&D. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Um, okay. And so as far as when you go into designing uh, the actual the actual product, like the playset or the pony itself, um, mm-hmm. how many people are involved in something like that, and how long does that process usually take? I would say that was it's a little bit difficult to say for the number of people because, for instance, let's take one. Let's take like. What, just for an example, we'll take one set of ponies. Let's say like Twinkle Eye ponies or newborn ponies. The people in R&D would come up with the concept. When they came up with the concept, they'd have to do renderings, show them, uh, do presentations, show them to management. Uh, if, then when everything got approved, have prototypes made. So you already have the people doing the basic designing, having models made, then painting the models and taking it over to package design where they would do um, packaging mock-ups in order to have the color comps taken down to Toy Fair. Then when Toy Fair is through, they'd see what what items were actually approved. Then it would come back to us, and then we would put the mechanical together for the packaging, which was very precise, uh, working with the blisters, the windows, whatever was involved in the box, and also working with an illustrator, marking the colors, seeing that they painted the correct colors on the correct poses with the correct hair, and putting them um, to finish the final box. So as far as explaining all that, it's really hard to put a number on it. You might have two, one or two people in each department. You know, it could be up to maybe 12 people, depending on how much is involved in one product. Oh, Does wow. Yeah, so it's very, it's, it's pretty, pretty involved. Coming up with the concept. Yeah, there's one part, maybe one person with the concept. Sometimes we'd have think tanks, like we 
review, like if we liked the line, we review it. We maybe three or four of us working in girls' toys would sit together and we'd, you know, knock out a couple ideas and then one of us would do renderings on it and make presentation boards and then we'd have to present it to management. We had like a little amphitheater where management would sit in the audience and we'd have to be on the stage and we'd hold up the renderings of our products and explain what we were trying to have done, you know, have created. So there's a couple people with each step. Oh, okay. Maybe even more than two people per step. Hmm. Anybody else want to jump in and ask something? Or should no, I keep going? I do want to express my love for the box and the packaging for the G1 line. I, I, I... I've always thought that it was actually very artistically done, and I wish that the current box art could go back to being more like the G1 box art. Well, I would certainly vote for that also. I, I really liked the G1 artwork. I really liked the uh, animated quality on the packaging. Um even today, I was on Facebook, or maybe it was yesterday, and I, there was a box on a package on there that I hadn't seen the front of it, and I wondered why is that package so plain? And one of the girls pointed out to me that it's actually more decorative on the side, but I did not see actual art around the window. And if I had designed that box, I wouldn't have had it plain like that. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. I think I, think, I think I heard another voice. I did hear a hello somewhere yeah. in the in there. Is that possibly Clipper? Hey. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Who's out there? Sorry. That voice sounds familiar. Is it someone I know? It's the one you know. Oh, my pony friend. Yes. So nice oh, to hear you. Nice to hear you. So I, I, I um, actually something. I saw that post earlier with the um, the sea pony box and. Uh-huh. Um, the way that they designed that package, um, there uh-huh. was actually um, the artwork. They did the inner uh, part as the artwork. I guess maybe um, they originally had it on the outside, and then they put it on the inside. I have the original uh, illustration from that box. So uh-huh. I don't know. Of course. But uh, the European box is different. They actually have more detail on the outside and everything. So I will have to show that to you. I do have it. So. Yes, I'd like to see it. Clipper, is there Um, anything you don't have? (laughs) Seriously, is there anything you don't have? Yes, there is one thing I don't have, and pretty much the only person that has it is Ruth, and she knows what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have those, so that's the only thing I don't have right now. So, do you want me to ask you a question? <laughs> if you'd like to. Okay. Um, okay, so how did you um, come up with pony symbols and names when um, it, when designing these, or how did even Hasbro come up with them? How did they come up with them? Well, as far as the names go, sometimes uh, they would have several different names, and they would kind of – you know, vote vote around on it to see what we liked. Also, they would check the names to make sure that there isn't a name out there. One in particular, very fresh in my mind, was the, uh, Pony Friends. I was still working in packaging, and originally they called them Pony Pals, and they couldn't use the word pals, and they changed it to Pony Friends. 
And mm-hmm. I remember having to do a banner for the box. We always would tweak the banners on the boxes because I liked adding the little extra element, like the princess ponies would have the little rhinestones on the banners. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that? It's just a simple yeah. thing. Oh, but, yeah. And the pony pals the little, had the little heart. Um, it's just a thing to make it in, individual, but they did always check the names first. And that the legal department, I'm pretty sure the legal department would scout through to make sure it wasn't trademarked. Or copyrighted, whatever. So how how did, for example, like when they let's say like for a Twinkle Eye Pony like Wizard or Masquerade, how did they think of the symbols to put on those? Like how did, how who brainstormed? You know, did you do that? Not, or? There's not like really a formula. I think uh, sometimes you do a var- you would do a variety of things. They, they just come into our heads. There's not a particular formula that they would have. Um, I think it would always be, like with Wizard, you know, you think of, like, toys that kids like. I know particularly on the packaging where we would have – this is a little bit off the track, but it's sort of along the same lines. We would need to pick models out of a book to hire the girls to be playing with the packaging in order for us to shoot pictures of them for for the boxes. And when we did that, we always hired girls who are slightly older than the kids that would actually be playing with the toy. The concept behind it was that the um, children playing with the toy wanted to be like their older brothers and sisters. So there was a concept like that. So probably with the rump designs, it was often similar. They would pick out designs that maybe they think would um, be attractive to old, slightly older brothers and sisters that they would look up to them and then they would want to be like them. So it, it often evolved around that. Wow, that is a lot better than what we originally thought. Oh, really? I don't mean to be so wordy, but there are some things behind it. There were concepts, you know. Behind, I mean, even even putting kids on the packages, they had a certain look of the kids that they wanted to put. I, I don't even want to go into that part of it, but um, okay. You know, it was like a certain look that they wanted for the the kids when we would use, um, you know, photos as opposed to illustrations. Right. But the the rump designs, I know, were kind of really spaced out. You know, like Wizard's what? a good example with those little hats, you know. the mm-hmm. That's a really good example. I don't have my boxes sitting here in front of me. I probably should have pulled them out, but um, but they're only a room away. <laughs> I keep them near and dear to the heart. <laughs> so I have, a, I have another question regarding um, design. Would they, huh? um, when they would, when you would when they would make the prototypes or when you when you guys would paint them or you know the workshop did let's mm-hmm. say like going back going back to like wizard again because I know Anne mm-hmm. is listening and she would really she likes wizard um do did they like just wizard in different colors or like did they have different colors of the ponies to test for kids like when they would play with them to see how they would react to it or would they know like oh wizard's going to be pink or masquerade is going to be yellow and fizzy's going to be uh like aqua uh, they usually picked out the colors ahead of time as far as going and molding them. I don't think they went that far. They picked the colors out ahead of time um, rather than, you know, doing several colors. I do know that they always wanted to have the colors so that there would be a broad spectrum so that the kids would want all of them. You know, it's a collectible thing. They're going to want all of them. Really? So they wouldn't come out with them very close in color. They would be try to be more of a variety uh, and not usually – 
not usually molded ahead of time. Not that I can recall anyway, not molded ahead of time. But And the rump designs, well, we'd put them on the uh, models from the model shop. We'd have to hand paint those on. And when we had, just for prototypes, you know, not for finished pieces, of course, but to do our photo shoots, we'd have to paint them. And sometimes we'd have to do a dozen or two dozen of the same design, and it's because they would uh, send them out. I hope I'm remembering this correctly. They would send them to the uh, the reps that were doing selling ahead of time. So a whole bunch of the same thing would go maybe to Toy Fair and some of the reps that would go out and show the the samples. So we'd have to paint them, and they had to be really precise. And we used paints called cell vinyls, which what is the it's like a vinyl paint that comes in a plastic tube, a plastic cylinder bottle. They were very hard to get, but the reason they even existed is because that's what they used for cartoons, which they don't even do that anymore, you know, because everything is on, um, everything's on computer now. But cell, cell vinyls are when they do the different movements for a cartoon, and you have a whole bunch of them, like, per, you know, to, to flip through them. And you, and you can see them in galleries. I know, I, I don't know if there's any galleries around where I live. I, I highly doubt it. But I do recall there are galleries in Las Vegas in the casinos that you'll now and then you'll see a cell vinyl of, you know, one of the older cartoons like Donald Duck or whatever. And they are somewhat collectible. Some are more expensive than others. But that's a good example. You can see what, the kind of paints they're used. They were originally created for those cell vinyls. And then because the ponies were vinyl, they worked really well on painting the rump designs. And we had to use really fine brushes like a photo, um, photo retouchers type of brush. So, um, you know, then we'd paint them and they'd go from there. And sometimes they'd, they'd tweak the color when it would come back. But I don't recall too much color change. Once once we did the prototypes, I don't recall them changing too much. Uh, what, what, um, so, like, so, like, when they would paint these, when you guys would paint these vines, would they, um, or paint these ponies, were they actual vinyl ponies, or was it made of some they were. material? They were. They were and, vinyl ponies. Regular so vinyl ponies. Were, they'd make the body, put them together, and then um, give them to us to paint the rough designs. And then they'd put the. Sometimes we got them without the hair on them. I'm trying to remember. Sometimes either way, you know. Sometimes we got them. The hair would all be on. Sometimes we got them where we paint they, them and then they'd they go back the and they put the hair on them. How would they put the hair in? In like would they would they send it out to um, an outsource or would they do it in? Um, Not to the model shop. Like, was down at the there was a model big model shop down at the end of the hall and they had oh I don't know I think three or four people that would sit and paint the models all day long and there was such a demand there was so much volume going out in the mid 80s that they were farming the work out and so it was really neat because you could you know if you're crazy about it, like I was you can design packages all day and then at lunchtime you go to the model shop and they give you like a load of a box of ponies to take home, and then I'd paint the models at night, and then I'd bring them back. I mean, it was tons of fun. How, how uh, there, it was just really a lot of work, you know. There was really a lot available at the time. Yeah, I mean, you, you enjoyed it though, so like it was. Oh, oh my like, goodness, yeah. You when um when you worked for Hasbro mm -hmm. at the time, did you like when you got hired? Did you know you were being like? 
hired for My Little Pony? Like, did you know what it was at the time? Nope. Or nope. Did I didn't have a clue. I did not have a clue because I, I wasn't into the toys when I got hired. I just knew that when I went to Rhode Island, I knew there was a lot of work there. I would always see ads in the paper, and then I learned that Hasbro was there, and everyone would say, oh, it's a good place to work, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I thought, hmm, I should check this out. I went in for an interview, and I didn't have a clue what they really did. I just knew there was toys. You know, I mean, really, it was that silly. And when they hired me, they said, well, we want you to take over the My Little Pony line because they had another girl working there, but she was coordinating and then farming it out to freelancers. They hired me to keep the work in-house, and it saved them money in the long run because, you know, freelancers were coming in and out all the time designing things, and then they'd have to make copies of everything. And so when they hired me, I was in there, and I could sit in my cubicle and do the work. And I think it really saved them a ton of money. I didn't, I wasn't aware of it at the time, you know, but, uh, right. yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool. It was just, uh, I mean, it was just, like, I mean, from knowing, from knowing you, like I, I've known you, I, I've, I've been talking to you for over a year, I think now. And like we met in person before. So, mm-hmm. um, I can tell that you, we all day, like, like, like you have this, um, you still, you have a passion for the original brand of my little pony, like, and, oh, definitely. and I think it's, yeah. and, and, and like, you know, I see it like, you know, like when we met at Pony Fair and, you know, it's just, you know, it's so amazing that somebody that actually worked on the line had such great passion and, you know, like maybe collectors don't realize that the hottest years of My Little Pony and the D1 line was when you were actually involved in working with Hasbro. Yeah, it it actually was, I think, one of the heavier times of, uh, you know, volumes of toys and new products coming out, like a a lot of it. Uh, I I remember uh, when we still in packaging, when we had to produce like what we called color comps, like a mock-up of the packaging to take to Toy Fair, we were just cutting boxes and cutting, you know, we'd have to make prints of the box in color and then glue it together so it looked like the finished box. We were just making box after box after box, so there was tons of stuff. Um, there was just really a lot in the line. You know, I, 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 you know, and after I left there, I didn't keep up with it as far as um, – as far as knowing how much was out there, but looking back on it now, I really realize how much I got to work on. I'm just really grateful. Yep. Um, how how many um, like for for uh, for the sets and stuff that, that you've seen and stuff? How many of them do you believe that were actually not produced? Like like that have never made it. To I'm not. The I'm not sure. I could say there might be five or six things off the top of my head you know that and maybe more because I realized at the end before I left I didn't actually get a picture of everything I was working on and I should have but I kind of let that slide like you know once in a while I see something and it's like oh yeah I remember working on that but you know there was the flutter pony play uh play set for sure and the fairy <laughs> and the um <laughs> Let's see, the fur bobs. <laughs> okay, so and then there were some individual ponies. I remember working on ponies, like ponies that had to do with the carnival, a carousel. I remember doing those, I mean, and then I totally lost track of it. I don't remember. 
I know there's yeah, something out there. You know, I just lost track of it because I didn't. When I left there, I, I went to Arizona. I did all different other kinds of things, and I did do some toy things for people in Arizona, but I didn't keep up with the pony things. So I kind of lost track of what all, all was out there. And now I'm getting reacquainted with it for the past year, you know. Um, right. Yeah. What Do you have a, um, a favorite series or uh, design that you worked on? Uh, in the G1 Sony line. What was the question again? Do you have Do you have like a favorite series or pony? What oh, favorite? Or... Um, as far as just like the ponies, just I, I liked the Twinkle Eye ponies because I just liked the Twinkle Eye ponies. But as far as working on things, I really think it would have been fun had they continued with the fur bob idea because I think there's such a um there would be some neat things that could go with it. You know, I think the play sets and all could have been really fun if we had got, if we had continued with that. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, the, you know, the Florida, Pony, the Florida Pony Hideaway to me was, like, totally, that was totally fun. Yeah. Um, it's such a weird thing for me because the, the, there was Florida Pony yeah, Sorry, the Flutter Pony Hideaway, because I just got to work on so much of it from different angles. It was kind of, it just like kept coming back in my lap, you know, and it wasn't, I don't know why, but it did. It's like, oh, well, we need labels, and then they'd come to me, and, yeah, I'll paint them. You know, oh, oh, we need the box. Well, yeah, I'll do the, you know, it's just like, it was just so fun to have so, uh, you know, your hands in so much of it. And had they continued that, it would have been really neat to work on the little accessories that went inside. And I have the layouts for the box. So I know there were a lot of accessories inside, but I, I only have pencil layouts. I don't know what happened after that. I'm just, I draw a blank. I don't know. Uh, I, I have from the photo drawn, but I don't. From the photo I just showed down. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. From the photos that you showed me of Flutter Hideaway, there was an actual mold actually produced for this set. And um, you had told me that um, they had intentions to use it with the fairy tale um, bird line as well. Um, yes, and I have. I, I need to show you, but I have drawings of the fairy tale playset. The basic house shape is the same, but the decor- decoration on it is different. You know, it's, they treat the basic mold. Uh, they the, the the treatment of it is different, but the basic shape is there, and there it was a way to save money on the molding and then use it for two different toy lines. You know, is, so there, first, is there any way you can tell us what the um, the Flutter Hideaway playset was supposed to do, like from your knowledge? Well, from what I recall, there's something to do with weather. The side folds down, as you could see on that print that they made for the fair. The side, and so the this. Flutter set is kind of like up in the clouds, and the ponies are like flying in the clouds, but they can land on the playset. And there were little accessory pieces, the little doors in the front open. There were accessory pieces like a weather vane and some other things where they put the thing on the weather. They put an accessory piece on the weather vane, and it would be like predicting what the weather would be for that day. It's that that kind of. And so then there were pieces that would coordinate for the flutter ponies that had. Um, that were would be appropriate for different seasons, and that's all I remember of it. But I remember there was a weather vane, there were some wintry things like a little sled. It might have had a scarf or something for the pony. Um, I think there was a there was an umbrella, I believe. I'm trying to. Yeah, there was an umbrella. 
I, yeah. I have uh, I have some of the original uh, stickers or whatever the sheets or whatever. The labels. So I'm trying to yeah. see the labels. Yeah. Um, and you have and not those sent are, me pictures of those. Um. <laughs> what, what I don't know. You, you trust me, they're out here. here. Um, and all you have to do is Google it, and you will find. You know, I did a presentation for the Pony Fair, and I brought my pictures and all along. And you know, people were. I asked them, please don't take too many pictures. Don't post them. Well, you know how that goes. Yeah, if you if type it in, I would, I, type my name in, a picture will pop up. They're, they are out there. There's more pictures. Oh, like, it's, it's weird. It's like this is my portfolio, and I'm finding people posting pictures of it everywhere. It's kind of silly, what's, but... What's sad is I really wish I could have gone to your presentation, but unfortunately I had our show's booth to run, and I had absolutely nobody to help me. I was by myself. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was stuck in the room until random people would come up, and I would just grab them and say, watch my booth. I'll be back in five minutes. i got to go buy this pony. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, I, I really enjoyed doing the presentation at the fair, and I, re- and it was really nice the way they laid it out, you know, so that I could stand in the center and people could come up and I could put things around on a table and they could come up and look at it close. And I had no idea I would get the response I got. My husband was sitting, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the back and he said, "Oh my God!" He said, "You would bring these out," and I would hear like a big gasp. You know, I, I didn't expect it. I just did not expect. It. I just thought, well, okay, I'll bring these things. I'll show them. Things I worked on. I just had no I idea you. I would get the response I got. It was fun. I told you. <laughs> I remember. I remember sitting at at dinner the day before, and you were like, "I have something to tell you, but I can't." And I just remember when you told me, like, I just like lit up, and I just like I knew, you know. I mean, it's just the reaction of you know from other collectors it's it's just you know we're going it's just kind of like for you too it's like going back in time and like you know it's like wow like there was so much more to the line that was supposed to be and they they didn't do it and they should have but mm-hmm. you know you know oh, yeah. but that's what makes it so amazing is that there's you have the pieces of the history even though you don't have all of it still you still have mm-hmm. the knowledge and you still remember a lot of it which is amazing. Yeah, and I sure would love to know where that prototype, that the playset. I'd love to know who has that. You know, do you think there's probably, one if they, of those? Everybody wants to know. There's, there's got to be one out there. I mean, well, I mean, I know it's out there. I have a pol- I have the Polaroid of it, but I know they would have had to make more than one because whenever think, they did prototypes, and if you're going to spend all this money on the molding, you know they're going to make more of them. And I, I remember sitting there when they gave me the labels, and they said, here, put the labels on the place. I remember putting the labels on. It's like, oh, it looks really cool, finished. And then, like, where did it go? I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know how many they made. I don't know where they are. You could ask everyone that works at Hasbro, and probably not one person is going to be able to tell you where they are, but they are out well, there. You, you one know, day, hopefully, you know, hopefully with our project that we have going on, one day hopefully we can get um, some license or something to actually recreate um, mm-hmm. the Flutter Hideaway playset, which would actually, I know a lot of collectors would love that, and also to get those car bots made, because I know, I know you would love that, too. So. Yeah, I would. You, you, you know, I'd be the first one online ordering that, right? Hideaway. What's that? <laughs> I said, you know, I. (laughs) Well, uh, you were supposed to be talking. 
<laughs> okay, you talk first. Okay. <laughs> I it would be all over a flutter pony hideaway. If they if they decided to make it now, I would be the first in line to buy it. No, no, I'd be the first in line to buy it. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, like Hasbro will never ever bring G one. So the only way to do it is to find a way to um, get the right to it and properly license the branding name. So, um, but we, you know, eventually, I, I mean, I know me and Ruth have been, we've been trying to figure this out for a long time. So yeah. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight, so. Correct. I, I, I'm the first one to find out it's going to be released, right? I, I'm the first one, right? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the first person to know that it's going to be released and when the release date is and what time it's going to be put up for sale, right, Clipper? Um, I'm, I will make sure I message you. <laughs> but that's not that's not to me. That's, I will hunt you down. I have your address. Say, so. <laughs> I have your address. I can I can find you. <laughs> Boy, maybe I need to have a vault in my house. <laughs> I, I think I think Ruth, you need you just need a, a museum and you should charge. Uh, People come in to see your sketches and everything for the ponies. <laughs> Have a pony museum. Okay. Summer <laughs> um, um, Blade actually has a couple of questions she wants to go ahead and ask. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's see. I'm going down the, the list of stuff that I was going to ask, and I think you and Clipper covered most of it. Uh, what's one of the most valuable things that you'd learn, either as an artist or just in, uh, um, in the field of business and toy design when you were working at Hasbro? Well, one thing I know, I always used to tell myself tr- to trust my instincts and go by them and don't, I really feel strong about something, don't let someone talk me out of it, that's one thing. And the other thing is, my dad used to say this to me, don't try, my dad used to say this to me, don't try to be an expert at just one thing, because things change as you get older, and it's you're better off being not a jack-of-all-trades, but kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, because you, it gives you more leeway and more room to do things, that you can still be creative, but you're not only specializing in one thing, and you know, it was the best piece of information I ever had. Because if I, when I when I went to school, I studied uh, advertising art, and they took us to. I always liked advertising, and they took us to um, an advertising agency, like a field trip with a bunch of students while we were in college, to New York City. And the guy that gave us a presentation was <clears throat> telling us about the, you know, working at the advertising agency in the big city, blah blah blah. And he was saying, you know, they don't pay you well. They take advantage of you know, young creative talent, and I thought, you know what, I don't want to work in an advertising agency. So I went, when I applied for jobs, I always looked for art departments within companies because they're just a little, I I always felt like it was a little bit better job situation and paid better, and so that's what I always did, and that's how I ended up, you know, going to Hazard. I would look for companies that actually had art departments. When I got to Hasbro, I had no idea they hired so many artists. But, you know, I always stuck with that. I didn't want to work for an agency. And that might not be true for everyone, but for me, you know, 
that's what I wanted. I wanted to work in a company that had art department. So, you know, like, trust your instincts. Know where you want to go and, and go for it. Don't let people talk you out of it. That's, like, my main thing. Yeah. You and I are kindred spirits. Really? <laughs> I went to school for computers. And the yeah. day I graduated, I looked at my family and I said, look, I went to college. Is everybody happy? Yes. I'm the first one to do it in the family. Everybody happy? Yeah. I got my degree. Everybody happy? Yeah. Can I just stick with doing billing and coding? <laughs> because all I saw ahead of me was four more years of school before I could even get a job. And... How am I supposed to pay for that? And mm-hmm. they want, you know, they want you to have experience, but yet they want you to have a degree. And it's like, which do you want to have first? Yeah. Oh, so I, well, let me tell you. There. Let me tell you this one. I was in, uh, live near the Lehigh Valley, you know, in Pennsylvania, and. This is long enough ago that advertising jobs were, you know, there were a lot of agencies around. I don't think it's the same now, but I remember applying for a job at an advertising agency in uh, Allentown. And I made, a re- I made my resume to look like a brochure, which was at the time, like, nobody did that. They always just typed a sheet of paper. I made it like a brochure, and I did not put my first name on my, on my resume. I just, the first initial... And like two or three days later, I got a phone call, and they, this, someone said to me, "Oh, we'd like to speak to Mr. Franks." That was my main name. Uh, we're interested in having you do this job. I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, but it's not Mr. It's me. My name is Ruth." And uh, I, I sent that in, and they said, "Oh, we're sorry. There's nothing available." And they hung up on me. That's how bad it was back in the 70s. Oh, I mean, you know, it, it was a really, it was a real sexist thing back then. It's not. I don't think it's like that now, but. So you have to really, you have to be determined. My, the point I'm trying to make is you got to be determined. To, if you want to, you have to prove yourself, and you got to do what you want to do, and don't let people talk you out of it. You know. Well, see, my family didn't talk me out of it. They just said fine. <laughs> my family was uh, Bruce, I have a question from. I have a question from Katie. Sorry, Ruth. I have a question from um, Katie. Yes. Um, she wants to know if you have any um, memories of super crazy brainstorming sessions with uh, with the My Little Pony, uh, I guess, brainstorming. Uh, I do remember brainstorming with um, people in R&D. What we were talking about at the time, I can't remember. But I do remember sitting around. We had a round table. We'd sit there and... We call them our little think tanks, you know, but I I don't remember at the time. I know we each would bring in the toy we were working on and bounce ideas off each other. Remember that. I was probably working on a playset at the time. It might have been fairy tales, but I'm not really sure. Um, Anne has another. Anne has a question. Um, okay. She wants to know if they ever um, brainstormed or had the idea of making Twinkle Eye Big Brother. I don't recall it while I was there, but I think it would be cool because I really liked when the boy ponies were coming out. I thought, oh, this is really nice. I remember um, I actually have the pencil drawings of the packaging for it, and I remember thinking, oh, this this is really neat. Um, 
but I don't remember them doing Twinkle Eyes for boys. Would be kind of cool though. Or any, or any Do you know if there's there was supposed to be any other type of Big Brother ponies aside from the ones that you worked on the packaging design for? Well, originally they were going to do a series. Of, I think there was either what four or six, and they were going to do more. They, you know, they were going to expand it. I do remember that that they started out with the initial and to see how it would take, and then uh, they were going to expand it and do more. What happened? Do you know if they had any? Uh, uh, sorry. Do you know if they had any plans to um, make Pegasus or Unicorn uh, boy or brother ponies? That I don't know. <clears throat> I don't have a memory of it. No. All right. I think that was it from Haiti and Anne. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm asking people if they have any questions to message me on Facebook or to ask you. Um, they can actually um, come on to the. Um, the show does have a chat room. They would just have to create um, a username in order to talk to us. It's sounding a little muffled. Did you have a question there? Sorry, I'm, I've got something in my mouth, and I said that the show does have a chat room, and if they want to go ahead and come on to, into the chat room, they, the only thing they'd have to do is just make an, a blog talk uh, account, which is free. I, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Um, since uh, during the, uh, in 1985, I guess, um, what made them think of like so soft ponies? What was the purpose of those? Do you know? Well, the so soft ponies, the the, the larger ponies in the larger box was originally supposed to be totally flocked, and that's why they called it so soft pony. But for some reason, if I have this wrong, forgive me because I'm just relying on memory here. I I did have a box here. It had a yellow insert. And I and I think that didn't the pony have a uh, the soft uh, the moving are eyes and a soft bonnet, but it was originally supposed no. to be flocked, and that's why they called it so soft. And then, and then they didn't. It, 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 do I have this right? Then they didn't flock it, but they still called it so soft pony. Do I have that right? Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, sure. I'm, no, I, was asked, well, I mean, that's interesting because we didn't know that. But um, that so you're yeah, talking that, about that the big babies like that are like a foot tall. Or so. Yeah, it's so like a doll, eyes. and it's it's a big a big pony, but it was in a large box, and the box was slanted in the front, and had a window, and the in, insert I believe was I believe it was pale yellow. I have a picture of it. If I if I find the picture, I'll pull it up and I'll post it on Facebook, so you guys can look at it. Um, what, but yeah, um, the whole thing was the whole thing was supposed to be flocked. And okay. Maybe it was yeah, maybe know, it was too much. Why did they make? Uh, what made them come out with those? Do you, do you know, like, the, the bigger ones? Because those are actually, um, those are very hard to find today. Um, uh, yeah. They're worth, a, they're worth a lot of money. Um, so, well, it is a pretty large mold when you think about it. You know, it's a pretty, it was a pretty big doll, and it was a pretty big mold. And then the packaging cost, you know, it was pretty big. But I think they came out with it just to have it like a doll. You know, like little kids that run around and hold, holding on to their doll. 
you without it being a little thing. You know, I think it was just like it's supposed to be a doll. At the same time, we were doing Real real Baby um, and Gem. We were working on Gem at the same time. But uh, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of Real Baby in a way, size-wise. Did uh, did Did they make prototypes of the So Soft Newborn with the flocking on them? There could be. Uh, there should be. There should be one or two out so there somewhere. We should, it was we very should, we should be on the lookout. <clears throat> yeah, and it was very yeah. pale in color. If I remember right, the flocking just made it look really pale. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'll pull my pictures up if I yeah. can find them. All. As a matter of fact, Great. do you know about like yeah, the, the original so soft, so soft ponies before, like the ones like Truly and. Heart Rob and like all those like the like cupcakes, the the regular size ones. Do you know what like do you know which ones I'm talking about? I I think so. I think these were pretty much larger. I'm I'm looking for a picture on my computer as we speak because I think I'm pretty sure I have it here. I've been, I've been yeah, like the, a, I, My Little Pony uh, so soft cupcake or something, and then. I think you did because, the packaging yeah, design for that one. Yeah. Let's see, I have I it have here like somewhere. You, but you are right, Ruth, that um, there the it is. I found the picture. is huge because I yeah, actually do have one. And I could uh, never figure you know out what? why they called it so I, I am thinking, I'm, the one that I'm thinking of, I'm pulling the picture up here, it's called, wait, you're thinking of sure. soft sleepy newborn. I am thinking of soft sleepy newborn. Let's see. It's, but that's it's, it's, I'm we sure it was learned, soft. We all learned soft. something tonight, so. <clears throat> and her eyes I moved. Why soft when it was hard? Because it, the soft was originally flocked. I, re, I specifically remember it one being flocked. So for some reason they dropped the flocking, but maybe it was because... I think on a doll that size, the flocking isn't going to be all that. It's going to get dirty really fast, number one. Number two, it's going to rub off. You know, I mean, especially oh, yeah. as they're carrying it around. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, they decided, oh, we'll just, we'll just dump the flocking. Then they still kept the wording, soft, sleepy, newborn. Yep, that's it. That's the name of it. And like, yeah, if, you, right. well, I have a, if you would see this, the box, you say, well, it, it, it's, yeah, it's an expensive box. I'm gonna. Do you know how much those retailed for originally? Do you recall? That no, I don't. I didn't even pay attention to the prices at all. Okay, I have one really. Was there, cool ever, was there ever any designs that um, that you you personally did not like in the pony line, or did you like every? Uh, I'm thinking. Not that I didn't like it, but I kind of used to snicker at the little twins. <laughs> but maybe it's just because I'm a twin. And it's like, oh, these parents are getting suckered into buying two of everything. You know what I mean? Because I grew up with that. Oh, they have to buy two of everything. But um, that's what I'm thinking. That I wasn't real <laughs> fond of the Newport twins. But, you know, maybe I just have a jaded opinion on it. Right. <laughs> that's kind of cute. Oh, my. <laughs> Okay. I actually have a quick question. Um, okay. Did you have anything to do with the petite ponies at all? 
petite ponies? Yeah. Um, They're like I a remember working before I left R&D, before I moved, I worked on a pony design, and she was supposed to be like a teenage pony. So she was slightly smaller and and thinner than the ponies that were out there, but she wasn't supposed to replace anything. She was just supposed to be a teenage pony, and I thought they would have a line of ponies in that age group, you know, because they were doing the newborns and the, you know, the baby ponies and the newborns, and I did this teenage pony, and I do see ponies out there that look like that design that I had, and I never took, I never kept a copy, uh, I should have made a copy of that, I remember putting it in my drawer, and I have a feeling that it, you know, re, that drawing replaced the ponies, but I I can't exactly say for sure which ones they are, you know how some of the ponies, are, they get, each generation, they get like thinner and smaller, this was still a vinyl pony, it wasn't like the hard plastic ones. Was it, um, like the sweetheart sisters or um so like um i unveiled at pony fair last year the um uh, there was like sets that weren't made uh like of pretty main ponies and they actually uh they were supposed to be teenage ponies was their concept and then they scratched it and um do you know we might be talking about the same thing do you, might, do you think the teenage ponies that you were designing were they molded after the flutter ponies? Did they use that those molds? Do you think, or they're intending to? It sounds like they could have. It sounds like they could have. Um, I just don't know for sure. But it's kind of they kind of do look like it. Let me see here. I'm looking for this box. Yeah, it could have okay. been the same. Katie, Katie, not... wants to, Katie wants to know, do, do you know if um, there is a prototype vault where the archive keeps some stuff or caps? You know, I would swear to it when I worked there that there was a vault that kept at least one of everything in perfect condition. I have heard that people say, oh, no, there isn't one. They just have a warehouse. Maybe that's true. But I am sure that they would keep one of everything. I'm positive of it. You know, who knows know where how, it is. Do you know how much money Hasbro could possibly make if they took and did tours of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they could have their own museum, couldn't they? I, 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 I would... I would actually defy my orthopedic and tell him, I am going to Providence, Rhode Island. I don't care. <laughs> if you want if you want me to make sure I'm okay, you come with me. <laughs> do you think if, if there was a warehouse, do you think it would be in Rhode Island, or do you think it was somewhere else? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, I, I I would be I would be guessing it's just too it's just too long ago, but I'm sure that they have a vault of it somewhere. They have to have a copy. Maybe they don't call it a vault. Maybe they have some offsite place, but I'm sure they have a record of everything. They have to have a record of everything because, you know, they let things go for so long, and then they'll, you know, especially with the trademarking and the copyright issues, they have to have one of everything. Um. So, um, going back to, like, um, 
uh, Anne has a question. Uh, she has a prototype in her hands, like in her collection, and it uh, is um, of Posey. I don't know if you know who Posey is or remember with the flowers. Um, she she says that, um, do you know, like, um, okay, like the, the pony has like the flocking on it, uh-huh. and it's over the eyes, and the it's painted on top of the eyes, and then has a different color hair in their actual release. So were they, is that from like testing hair colors, or is that, do you think it was just they were just having fun putting the hair in, or what, like, do you know anything about those, like when they would put the hair in? I don't know exactly what she wants me to ask, but she wants me to tell you about this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not. Have her... It sounds like vaguely familiar. Like if you have a picture, send me a picture. Maybe I could answer it better if I saw a picture. I'm switching my phones. I'm afraid my phone's going to go dead. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Yeah. We can hear you. All right, I'm, she's sending me a photo, and then I'll forward it to, forward it to yeah, you. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Don't 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 forget, Ruth. If if we lose you, I can find you. <laughs> oh, I know. I just I just made that. Whoa! Sorry about that. I had to turn on. I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> me too. But now that's one way to get me out. Get take my take the edge off my meds. <laughs> All right, well, while we're waiting for Anne to send the photo, um, I just want to share with anyone who's listening that on my web store, um, we do have um, concept art uh, that Ruth has designed. It is for sale, and there are limited uh, numbers in a sequence of 1 to 24. And then also... Okay, what um, is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Trade best? You better send me that address right now. Um, yes, I need that... Right now, the, come on. Um, it's uh, dot com, and you can find it on the um, Wishes Do Come True group as well. Flipper.ecreator. And um, it's what? under prints, and there are limited numbers, and they will never be printed again. So if you guys are interested in that, okay, she it's, is taking a photo. <laughs> At the cars. And you, um, so, Clipper, you know, waiting, uh, Ruth, was there any accessories that you worked on that were not produced, uh, that were supposed to go with specific ponies? Mm. Or specific ponies? You mean, uh, any designs of the ponies? I can remember more on the play sets than, the, than actual just ponies. I re- I I just uh, let's see. I have some Polaroids. I remember doing uh, the ponies with the the carousel designs, and I remember doing an art and craft type pony set, and I remember doing a pony picnic set. Um, and there were some twice as fancy ponies that I worked on with the designs on them. And then there were I remember the baby flutter ponies with different kinds of wings. But I think that whole wings thing scared them. You know, I had a bunch of different kinds of wings. Um, what else? What else? And then that teenage pony. And let's see. 
That's all I can pull off the top of my head at the moment. You know, Clipper, you're evil. What was the address Clipper gave? I didn't hear it. Clipper, I think you need to say the address again. Clipper. Is he there? Hey, decide to hang up the phone and call back in. Uh, you guys uh, muted me out, so I couldn't. I couldn't talk, or you can you can hear me. I did not mute you. I can hear you. I can hear you now. Uh, oh, there's. Okay, right, I can um, hear. I, I see the photo of uh, uh, so soft Ozzy that uh-huh. Anne has, and um, she has painted eyes and uh, yellow hair instead of pink. Uh huh. Do you, huh. do you know anything about these at all? Or? Um, it looks familiar, but yet, but yet I don't know. Is this how? Do you have much of this so the so soft little ponies? I mean, I kind I don't remember doing a package for them, but it doesn't mean that I didn't. I'll have to go look. Look. And there's like they made a lot of them. They're they made at least like 35 of them. They were really uh-huh. popular. So uh-huh. this one is a this one is definitely a hand painted uh, prototype. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't remember but, much about them. I didn't realize there were that many made though. Wow, that's pretty cool. 35 or so. I'm remembering the design. I'm remembering now that. The flocking, like, muted the designs. The designs are, like, you know, they're muted because they're underneath the flocking, so you can see them, but it's kind of soft. I'm remembering that yeah, part they, of it. I think what they did was they um, they um, made colors underneath the flocking. They made them a lot more neon or brighter, so that uh-huh. way it would bring out color more. Because a lot of uh-huh. people actually, um, they actually removed the flocking today that's on them, and they deflock the ponies to expose the plastic underneath. So, uh-huh. uh, so that way they can see the original pony. Mm-hmm. So the one that we, the picture that she sent, or that I sent you, is that, um, would that is like a a test one that's like a test run pony right like they they were testing something uh-huh. you, like I think so if it's like a test run too it could have been it could have been used like for toy fair or something where they needed you know the pro it's not really the finished piece but it's it's their finished model version so that they can put it in the box and take it out and get orders for it. How would this like leak out like in public? It, it's like somebody that worked there may have just taken it home and given it to their kid or something. And oh yeah, oh yeah, that's happened. Yeah, to be honest with you, I saw that happen all the time. And it's weird when you work at a place like that and you go somewhere and you meet someone else and they say, "Oh, where do you work?" And tell us, "Oh, can you get me like people would always ask, can you get me gem dolls?" Well, no. Yeah, well, yeah, I can go to the company store and buy them at a discount, you know, but, like, they just assumed that you could get a hold of everything. But I do know that some of the stuff did walk out of there. 
I know, I know they, I know they did because they'd have so many models, and you know, some of the stuff does walk out of there. That's why I wonder to this day if there's a flutter pony hideaway out there in someone's home. <laughs> if we're gonna own up to it, somebody must have it. There's got to be more I'm than sure one. Or one, one day, though, I'm sure one will randomly pop up on eBay. Uh, you know, it, ha- it has to, especially if they made, um, you know, if they made the shelf for it and everything, that, and they had to have had multiples. Mm-hmm. Well, if they went as far, I feel like if they went as far as doing the illustration for the labels and actually making the label sheets to put on it, they thought that they were going to produce this. You know, I, I think that's, I think they could, because otherwise, if it's just a, a mock-up, you can do a magic marker rendering of a, of a label and just cut it out and glue it on there for, just for, a, you know, like a, a color comp or a color, you know, a sample. But to go that far and print the labels, I mean, there were pretty many labels printed on these things. Of course, the other thing is sometimes they would take different playsets and they'd print it all at once because then it would save on the printing costs. But the fact that they got that far, I think they were pretty sure they were going to make it. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what happened, you know, between there and then the fairy tales. And then, like, mid-1987, everything started. It just it felt to me like they were canning everything left and right. And we'd go, go to a presentation and then we'd come back and then someone would come into my cubicle and they'd say, oh, they just killed it, you know? Back and forth, and there were supposed to be little dolls with the pony friends. We had them on the package that was ready to go, and like within a day, they killed it. And we had to have everything quickly airbrushed out. Just you got to get them off the package. Just got to go to the printer tomorrow, you know. And they would just spray it, spray it out. I mean, it was like all these last-minute decisions. I, who knows? Right, and those those dolls those dolls were actually featured in um, um, a book, so they actually made those as well, but. Who knows where they are today? So, yeah, they're, they're in one of they're one of the toy fair books. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. I've never seen the finished dolls. I just remember they got killed when they started packaging Pony Friends. I just remember that we had a, you know, maybe they cropped up again later after I left. I mean, it's possible. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll text you a photo of the finished dolls. I actually have it. Okay. All right. Well. Did we cover everything? I think so. <laughs> it covered a lot. And you though. guys asked the way it's your show. I don't want to take your spotlight. So please, please uh, ask the way. I'm just going to send. Hey, Clipper, we completely enjoy just sitting back and just letting somebody else run the show for once. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Clipper, you may not realize this, but at one point we did have another boy on the show. He went and abandoned us. So oh, no. <laughs> we really need, actually, if you would like to come on the show more often, we would happily welcome you. Yeah, thank you. I, I, definitely, uh, I definitely would love to come back. Because we do miss, miss having a boy on the show. Well, I mean, it, it just gives a broader perspective, and and you're in such a unique position as it is because, uh, you know, the the My Little Pony customs that you've been producing. Just, I really think it would benefit the show a lot to have your perspective. Yep. Included on the show. Well, for sure. All right. Uh, Ruth, I sent you the photo. 
Okay, I'll, I'll send check you, it. I'll send you. I'll send you guys a photo as well, so you're not missing out on what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, you better. You know you better because oh, yeah, I have they are. your address. Um, yeah. I have your address. Remember that. I would love to see, <laughs> you know, a, a, a picture or a drawing of any of the lost concepts that never made it to full production, I guess, including the, the Flutter Hideaway. If if such things ever ever came into being, I would love to see them. I can post well, a picture I'm... of the. Uh, I can post a picture of the um, ponies, friends, the dolls on uh, Facebook and our um, in the group if you want. I just don't know where to post it. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. All right, so yeah, I'll do that it's... right now for anyone who's listening. Ah, okay. Actually, Cliff, I'm about to actually send you a quick message. Just telling yes or no. Save photo. Ruth, did you get the photo? I did. I remember them now. There must have been something in the timing. I got to go back and pull out my portfolio and see what's on those pencil drawings. I know. I know the dolls are drawn on some of them, but then I just remember them spraying them out. It's like, oh, my God, what are they doing? They're killing them. That was the term we used when they stopped stopped the production of something. It's really, oh, it's got- really interesting from your um, um, package design from that. Like, it's, I, I just remember seeing it. You had the front card. I think it was, like, for Molly, and then the back card for, like, Kingsley or something. And um, mm-hmm. it seemed like that they were supposed to be on a blister card, like a, and um, separate. Yes. Like you were supposed to, you were supposed to buy the doll separate from the the friend. Is that correct? Well, I think they were originally going to put them both on there. Although. And then they, and they, and then put a blister to hold them both in as a pair. But I could be wrong on that. I'll have to pull that out and take a look again. They, they kind of yeah, paired them like, up. I, I, I remember. Because, like, I, I just remember looking at the card itself, like, the the picture of it when, you know, that you have. And uh-huh. um, it just said, like, includes, it, it said, like, Molly. And then it would just, like, includes Molly doll. And, like, it didn't say, like, baby Sundance or, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And and, uh-huh. and one thing that was really interesting about that illustration, even though they, you know, they scratched the dolls, um, they uh-huh. scratched the baby pony, uh, baby Sundance that was supposed to go to that set, and they never made her. And, but they left her on the box art. Oh yeah, I don't know what happened with that stuff. I don't I think I have some cross, cross. We call them cross cells. You know, you buy a playset, and then the little po- poster, folded up poster with all the product line for the year would be on that poster. I remember putting that poster together several years in a row. And by the time, and they print it, but then by the time the toys came out, some of the things wouldn't even be out in production. You know, they'd kill it mm-hmm. after the posters are printed. They just stuff them in the boxes, I guess. But I mean, a lot of things got killed after after the poster was even done. So I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of inconsistencies like that. Right. Um, like, and that pony, that particular pony was featured in a commercial as well, which is very interesting. It was for the Satin Flipper Sweet Shop. I don't know if people knew that. So they actually had plans to make that pony was actually supposed to be made as well and they scratched it but it's funny that you also said that they had you know you would make these like pamphlets or and they would have plans for whatever um you know for the production 
Um, mm-hmm. Way after you left in like 1989 or something, there is a, um, uh, they consider like year eight, I think, for ponies. Um, they had a pamphlet that was actually released with ponies and it would say like what's coming soon for what month like for each season and they uh-huh. had pictures of everything and they actually had a uh my little pony snow cone maker with um a little green like small pony and it came with like a ton of accessories and everything and it never was produced and they actually have the actual piece in the photo so it's just like it shows the inconsistencies like you know the line was probably you know, flopping, so they just kept cutting stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> we need to say, but it's just kept producing everything, but who knows that. I mean, when I was there, they swore they were never going to electronics. We're not going to do whatever, no electronics. We want to do the good old-fashioned playsets and toys. Well, I guess that didn't hold up. Yeah, I mean, they they would have to stay with the, in order to be successful, you have to evolve I don't know. I I personally haven't shown much interest in any of the play sets for the current line of My Little Pony because it just doesn't feel like there's anything to them. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I, I, but, like, I don't know. The, maybe it's because I'm a G1 girl. But it, when you bought, like, Dream Castle or Paradise Estate or or the the My Little Pony Nursery. Like, that was a full dollhouse. Yep, it was a, a full play set. It's like, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's like a, a full play set, like a, like a dollhouse, you know. Um, I think the little play sets that are out now, they seem to be, in my opinion, and I have not seen a lot of them, but they seem to be overly busy. The pieces are small. And so sometimes it's, like, too detailed. Like, it's... I don't mean to say too. There's just too much going on to make it seem like it's a fun playset. That's the impression that I get anyway. This stuff is too small, you know. Like a, like the Dream Castle. Oh my God, that box was big. You know that it was oh, yeah. a significant. It was a significant playset, like a dollhouse. And I think the, the when those playsets are really small and the pieces are small, I think they're not as sturdy. They lose pieces easier. They break them easier. You know, they just, uh, I think they get tired of playing with them faster. Well, and, and it's true. I mean, there's just less playability. It, when when Hasbro first announced that, like, for the blind bag set, they were going to be releasing, like, the houses that are on the show, what uh-huh. we originally made it look like it was going to be an actual, like, dollhouse-looking thing. And then when uh-huh. when it actually came out, it's still basically a stage prop. It's a two D sort of a thing. It displays well, but uh-huh. that's not playable. Uh-huh. That's not something you can play with for very long. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm, well, I remember well I did my presentation at the fair. I remember telling. Um, some of the people that my sister, they were asking me about playing. When when I was a kid, I had, like, the Barbie Dream House, and, you know, it was cardboard back then. It wasn't plastic. But I remember playing with the Barbie Dream House with my sister, and we'd spread it out on the floor in the basement. But we always, after we put all the furniture in place at all, we'd be playing so long with the dolls, we would always try to make the, the house bigger. 
we would try we would add we would take our books and line them up and we would like build new rooms try to make new rooms and patios and stuff on it so the space of it if you have the ability to add on to it and you're it's just more creative play you know what i'm saying because it's bigger you can add more rooms it's just there's something about the spacing of it and the pieces being larger that I think you can do more with it when you're playing. When the pieces are really tiny, there's just something about it. Like you lose interest in it sooner. It's just my yeah, perception. I think my, personal, my personal opinion, the reason um, why they're the place that they're, you know, they're 2D or, you know, they're not as sturdy or, you know, big as the ones from the 80s is because they're trying to keep the cost of the product the same as they were 30 years ago. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, agree with you on that one. Yeah, and, um, you know, just, just from learning about production myself, like, like you know, a G1 may have cost, you know, 10 cents back in the day, but it may cost $10 to make today. You know, it's, uh-huh. just, it's just the, the sizing and, you know, the amount of hair. Like, that's why when you see, like, a larger pony, like the fashion style ones that are in stores today, they're fifteen to twenty dollars because it's, it, 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 you know, the price, the cost of the good is so much higher. Like everything is like, th- everything is inflated like three to five times the amount that it was in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why um, the ponies are even smaller. And it's not, I, I, I don't believe it's a kid's preference. Like they will tell you it's a child's preference that they want the smaller toy. Um, from when I went to tour um, in Rhode Island a couple of years ago for Pony Fair. Um, that's mm-hmm. what they said to us. I don't believe it. I, I don't either. I, I, I've gone to um, brony-type conventions here in Florida um, in Tampa, mm-hmm. and the little kids were actually not even touching the Friendship is Magic stuff. They were going for the G3 and the G1. And that, uh-huh. that goes to show you that, there is still some sort of interest. They like the softer colors. They like they like the bigger toys. But you know they're gonna go. Um, they're gonna try to save every uh, dollar they can. That's why you're gonna see a thousand of the same character with uh, different colors, or you know, you know this mm-hmm. and that. When you know back in the day, they didn't do that. They if they like they may have come out with the same character twice, but it would be like seven years down the road they would come out with it versus oh they would just mm-hmm. keep repeating. Like let's say like Applejack or Bowtie or something like that, or even uh, Wizard, or, you know any of these. They didn't just keep remaking them in different poses and and different, you know, glitter in the hair or this and that. No, they they actually took the time because they cared, or they seemed to care back in the '80s. Like, hey, like we want to put oh, out yeah. new fresh characters and and all this because we know that that's what kids want. We want them to collect it. We don't want them to just yeah. You know, they, we want them to appreciate it. And today, but they don't. The value of the toy is not as appreciated as the original one, and that's why yeah. the original My Little Pony line has stuck with thousands of you know collectors, say, or kids from the '80s and early '90s. Like mm-hmm. you know, they they've stuck with the um, Generation One line is so meaningful to them because there's so much diversity where uh-huh. the G4 line doesn't yeah. have that. So and actually, Ruth, oh, that's what I think. 
you know, in the place that, um, you know, like I like the place that's back in the day better. I mean, if I had more room, I would definitely be displaying them everywhere. That also could be something like maybe, you know, they figure, oh, like, you know, parents today or kids, you know, the generation today, like, just think of it like they don't, they don't hoard stuff like they, you know, do they, people don't like to have as much stuff. You know, people like to minimize, like that's why we don't have CDs or VHS tapes or DVDs anymore, because it's just people, people would rather have the, the space. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, actually, I, I, I get that the production costs are higher now and everything, but like, okay, my friend Jim, he is the, the founder of a local coffee chain here called Coffee People. And he once told me that when when you're when you have a business, you have to think about how much you can, how much is your customer going to be willing to pay for for what you're offering. Uh-huh. And because I I am a mom now, I have a daughter who likes My Little Ponies. Specifically, she likes my G1 My Little Ponies. Um, I am the person with the money. Me and my husband, we are the people with the money. My my three-year-old doesn't have money, and we have money. Because I remember the G1 line, and I remember what I got for what my parents were spending, I am actually going to be less inclined to buy a smaller, cheaper toy and more inclined to buy a larger, more expensive toy that reminds me of the quality I got as a child. Uh-huh. And I think that Hasbro has gotten lost is they people are going to go for the smaller, cheaper toy, but they're forgetting that the, their original line, that G1 line, are the people who are buying, who are spending the money now. And uh, it yeah. has to appeal to, yeah. to if not... You're not really appealing to customers. You're appealing to the next generation and person in the money is your original customer. And I think that's kind of gotten lost. Mm-hmm. And I've um, said this a lot is that right now the G4 line, I don't know if you've ever seen The Simpsons, has a very bad case of Malibu Stacy with a new hat. I mean, we during during our show we actually go through each and every line, and it's like as soon as we hit like the core six, it's like okay, we have Applejack. She has a new hat. She has a new. Kate, she knew that next, whereas with the G1 line, we were very, it took us literally two years to get through the entire first generation of My Little Pony. And... With G4, granted, it's only been a few years, we got through the brushables within, I think, about what happened. Someone is too close to something. 
Um, we got through brushables up until the current year in about six months. I don't think it took us six months. I think it was less than that. Yeah. I, mean, I think unfortunately, we had a brushables in a day one time. Yeah, it was, um, and actually, that actually started in G in the G three line when they down just to the course to just the seven, the seven ponies, and it was just the well, same yeah, it, thing. All we had over. to say is, yeah, well, because all we had to say is, well, it's Sweetie Bill again. Her colors are exactly the same. She's in the core pose again. She has a different color brush this time. It is purple. Yes. <laughs> Next pony. Where, where, oh, where well, it's Pinkie Pie again. Guess what? She's still pink. Yeah. Core pose. Whereas with the G1 line, I mean, we definitely had, that definitely had a lot more going with it. And we keep hoping that Hasbro will one day listen to the people who grew up with the G1 line because we keep saying we want more. We don't want the same pony. We don't want eight ponies in the same exact pose. You know, give us something rather than just the same thing over and over again. Don't give us Malibu Stacy with a new hat. Well, and you know, like there were times with the G4 line where I did get excited, but it was quickly dashed. Like with Pinkie Pie's Boutique. I was really excited about that, even though it was Pinkie Pie's Boutique, which oh, really yeah, doesn't make too. sense in character. But it was like, look, Pinkie Pie looking kind of goth, and then there were the glitter ponies, but then they just stopped. Mm-hmm. They just I stopped. Think, I think just, what oh, they yeah. did was, I I think that, like, the, you know, like, I, I haven't really, I don't really collect Friendship's Magic, but um, I I got excited Neither when they came I. out with the translucent um, glitter ones, and then they stopped with those, which is kind of disappointing yeah. that they, they took that and made that the last run of that series but um, it seems like with the rebranding of uh, the rebranding of My Little Pony I think what they're doing is like with the movie and everything they're actually really trying to be creative with these made sea pony type ones and Uh I think that it's either going to make or it's going to break the line Mm, yeah (laughs) but I mean you know they're, they're definitely trying to they're trying to be more creative, which is, is good, you know, and, um, you know, I, I think with the repeating of the ponies that started more in G2 and, um, you know, they don't, it's, it's, you know, the, the collector world. It wasn't of like that in so, G2. What, what's that? It wasn't, it wasn't that bad in G2. We didn't have that many. It was really, it was really bad. In Europe, they kept, what they would do is they would stamp the same symbol on ponies and then call them different names and then change the body colors or they would change the pose and call it like, uh, um, like, uh, lady cupcake or, or lady moonshine or, you know what I mean? And they were 
it was it was moon shadow or cupcake. You know, they kept doing it over and over again. But you know, the U.S. line died after a year because they didn't, you know, they didn't market it right. You know, with the, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the, you know, they they cut the line out for five to seven years or something, and then the, you know, that transition of not having anything, and then they drastically changed the line. That's where they failed. They should have brought back the original mold and then transitioned into a newer body style like they do today. So the, yeah. but, um, okay, just just to give you guys a heads up, we've got um, seven minutes and 30 seconds left of live airtime. After that, we will go into Ponies After Dark. We will, of course, still be recording. However, the live audience will not be able to hear. If you do want to listen to whatever is said after that point, you you can go ahead and download either from Blog Talk itself through iTunes or listen to it straight from Blog Talk Radio. Sorry, I had to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to do See, yeah, I mean, seven minutes. <laughs> I will admit well, that I like the G2 line much better now than I did when it first came out because it, it, it didn't look like My Little Pony to me when I first saw the G2. In fact, I was so offended when I first saw the G2 line introduced to KB Toy Stores that I bought a knockoff instead because it looked closer <laughs> to... To a My Little Pony than the My Little Pony did. Oh, I still have. In oh, fact, my daughter still plays I, with that knockoff. Oh, I actually so funny have. That you say that. <laughs> you know, it, it makes you, um, you appreciate the, um, you know, looking back at how they are today, and then going back, you know, 20 years ago. You, you know, you can. I hope people do appreciate the uh, G2 line a lot more today because the G2 line was. You know, it was very creative in its own way, and they, you know, they did a great job. Better in Europe, you know, they they mar- they released all the great stuff there, but you know, yeah. at least it's not, at least most of it's not super hard to find. So you know, they must have done rather well over there. Well, uh, and and, oh, yeah, and I do, I, I think, I think the G two line did gain more appreciation once G three point five came out. At that point, I think people started looking at the G2 and said, you know what? I kind of like the G2. <laughs> I actually, um, the person who actually got me into ponies actually said she looked at the G2 line as anorexic ponies. And that's what they used to, that's what they used to say about them in the 90s when they came out. I mean, and I didn't, I didn't like them until I actually got a couple, and I used to actually buy them and buy ponies and lots because, well, I was starting to collect, so I didn't have that many, so that was the easiest way to, you know, get a collection going. And I got a couple of them, and I like tossed them aside, thinking I'll never, I'll never like them. And you know, I ever every once in a while I look over at them, and you know they. Give me the the twinkle of their eye, you know, and eventually, yeah, I got a seller on eBay. I'm like real tight with. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you Whenever think that one day? Do you think one day mm-hmm. collectors will have appreciation for the G three point five line? 
No. No. <laughs> unless unless Hasbro few. comes out with something uglier than the 3.5s, I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> they look like dragons, okay? Horses and ponies should not have forward-facing eyes because only predators have forward-facing eyes. Those yeah. are predator ponies. Those are ponies that really ought to have fangs sticking out the sides of their mouths, like saber-tooth fangs. They're terrifying. Regarding the G2s, though, I, I do think to, looking at the G2s and, like, looking at, like, I have an, a Minton Box Princess Gold Lily from the G4 line sitting, hanging in front of me. And my G1 and G2 collection also on the wall directly in front of me right now. And looking at, say, like Sky Skimmer from G2 and Princess Gold Lily from G4, I like to think of the G2s as the predecessors of the G4 line and the G1s as the predecessors of the G3 line. Like they're two. I think, I think you're right. I think that they they took element like G3 was uh they clearly took elements from G1 and, and they you know they they reposed them you know to look like if you, like there's like the original rainbow dash is like lickety split pose and then you have um uh there's like fizzy pop or something and she's like crunched down a little bit and that's the pocket pony pose they actually the the guy I think his name is Kirk he like sculpted them you know and they mimicked a lot of the original um, molds and then created new ones and then I believe you're right with the G2 they took that and they used it for the princesses and stuff on, on G4 yeah I think you're right so yeah I I, I, I think G2s are yeah the spiritual okay. predecessors of G4 mm-hmm. okay we've got um, two minutes for our live audience so why don't we go ahead and say Pony Night Nights to live audience, but we'll keep talking for a little bit longer. Okay. Everybody say Pony Night Nights. Night Night Live audience. Night Night Live audience. Night. Good night, live audience. And Good night, here live comes audience. This is Kim Monol, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. And Ruth, that is the importance of chemo now. Pardon me? (laughs) Yep. I said that is the importance of chemo (laughs) now. Yep. Kimono ends our live broadcasting day. Okay. Kimono is actually. Is that is that your voice? That is actually me. I actually oh. do the voice. Do you want me to do her again? That's okay. <laughs> I can do. Our, I can do our live. I can do our live. I'll do live real quick. <laughs> <laughs> My throat's a little wacky, so. This is Kim Mono, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. And she was...
was actually inspired by a Japanese woman I worked with, and whenever she left work, she would run out of her office yelling, bye-bye. And I thought that was completely and utterly cute. So that was the very first thing I ever recorded as an audio clip for the show. And at one point I thought maybe I was being offensive until I worked at a different company and worked with another Japanese young lady who, when she would run out of the office, she would say, she would do it the same exact way. So it was like, okay, I got it right. (laughs) I am not offending people. Hooray. Well, and nobody's, so far nobody's told us that they're offended, and people do notice when we don't include kimono. I think you guys probably had more listeners tonight. Uh, it said uh, on on the wishes do come true group. It said thirty three people. We're going in twenty six maybe. So okay. I hope you I guys will, can will, you tell how many people actually listened? I can tell um, tomorrow. What I can do is I can pull up the stats for tonight's show to find out how many people listened live. That's true. We can, we can, in fact, see how many people listened live, how many people downloaded. Yep. So, like, in a week, I can tell you how many people downloaded it. In a month, I can tell you how many people downloaded it. In a year from now, I can tell you how many people downloaded it. I do have a feeling that this is probably going to be a very popular episode. Well, I, I do so. think it is one of the most the most entertaining episodes we've had in quite a while. Oh, yes. I, I've certainly I enjoyed just sitting back and listening. Me too. Well, I certainly had a nice time. Oh, I think we Clipper. <laughs> but I could talk ponies forever, so... <laughs> well, have we scared well, you away? <laughs> well, shall we wrap it up? Does that does that mean if if you know if we ever ask you to come back, would you be willing to come back and share some more stories with us? Oh, sure. Yay. No problem. Oh, wonderful. Cause, cause I, I, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm brutally honest. I have no tact filter. So when I say that I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed be, being on the air today and listening to this, uh, I, I, I truly mean it. I, I have had an absolute blast today. So I would love to have both you of too. you back on the show at some future point. Okay, that sounds very nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> Have a good evening. Have a good pony Yay. evening. Yeah, yes, good pony night. night. Thank you so much pony for giving night. us your time. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yes.
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God, that was so much fun. Oh, yes, that was great listening to all her stories. And I and placed I, an order for from Clipper's but, site, so my husband will be surprised with that as soon as he uh, checks his phone. Yes, yeah, so did I. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a little disappointed, though, that there doesn't seem to be any of Kitty Love at the moment. Maybe, but, uh, but, but I hope there will be some soon. They they haven't created it yet. They're still in production. Ah, yeah, because that one actually looks really neat. Well, and and Puppy Love was supposed to be, you know, for for people who have lost puppies over the Rainbow Bridge. And as you know, I I lost yeah. my cat over the summer, over the Rainbow Bridge. Mm-hmm. So so I'm looking forward to Kitty Love. Yes, and I've got my puppy love, and I got a second. <laughs> Good. But I got the pearlized one this time. Cool. Yeah, actually, that's the one I want. I need to ask Fred, though, if, if he'll let me get it, though. I would get it now because there's only one left. Ugh, fine, I'll just do it. <laughs> what, what's the saying? Better, better to... Uh, Better to apologize than ask permission. Yeah, better beg beg forgiveness than ask permission. Yes. Well, I unfortunately have to drop off um, because my phone's running out of battery and I have another early day tomorrow. I have to go in at 5. Oh, okay. So, but this I'm glad we awesome. didn't. This was. And I'm glad we didn't scare her away. Yeah. And that she's willing to come back on. We'll have to schedule another episode where we get to hear more of Ruth's stories of working with Hasbro and things that she worked on. And I'd like to hear more stories of, like, stuff that she worked on besides the ponies, because I had no idea that she, she was mentioning in with some of the answers to the questions that she worked on some, some of the fairy tale birds and gem and yeah so, I didn't know she worked on gem I think she'd mentioned that but that's that yep. I'd like to hear more about well yeah I mean she 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 mentioned it on the air but like I didn't know that like before like she mentioned it yeah so we'll have to pick her brain again about more stuff yeah. Oh, it was a good night tonight. <laughs> so can I order a bunch of puppy love? So, so yeah, I just placed my order for the pearlized. So <clears throat> I will. I, I'm going to need to find like a shadow box where I can like have the print in there and then the pony in front of it, hanging on the wall. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be cool. This was a yeah, great I just, show. I just, I, just I, I can't. Her. Go for I, it. I, I can't 
This was a great show. I really love tonight's show. And I, you did not tell me Clipper was going to be on. I was totally shocked. <laughs> I told Clipper if he wanted to call in, he could. And he asked for the number, and I figured, you know what, I'm not going to tell you guys that he's on the air. I'm just going to have him say something. But then you talked exactly at the same time he talked. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, wait, I heard a guy, and at first I thought maybe it was Pony Boyfriend in the background or something. But then it became clear it was someone actually on the air. <laughs> and then I had to listen because I was expecting Yum Yum. I was like, did we get Yum Yum back? <laughs> I'll live forever and hope. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't Yum Yum. It was Clifford. <laughs> Do you think we could do all regular appearances? Because that would be awesome. I'm not going to lie. That would be awesome. And he's actually right now saying he hopes he didn't talk too much. Or, and, I, and I'm telling him, no, we love, love having you on. Trust me, we're talking about you right now. And I, I kept telling him that, you know, he came up with questions we never even thought of. Because he he messaged me several times while he was on the air talking. Uh, so. I I don't know. I just I had such a good time tonight, and I would rather hear Ruth and Clipper's voice over my own any day. So. By all means, have him come back on and talk as much as he likes. And he was he was gonna he, he said he was gonna ask more, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I mean hopefully we can get them both on again, and then he can ask more. I mean, oh my gosh! And to think that there, at one point there was almost baby flutter ponies. Do you realize how adorable baby flutter ponies would have oh. been? Oh my God! That would have been adorable. I mean, are only slightly bigger than the G1 baby pony. So imagine a baby flutter pony. <gasps> I mean, the closest we got is the Windy Wing and Summer Wing ponies. But I mean, just oh, I I am so upset that that's not really a thing. <laughs> I know. Okay, he's now laughing at us. <laughs> okay, well, tell him that, like, I've already, like, paid for my my order of the pearlized puppy love print and the pearlized puppy love, so I, I want to see that in my mailbox by the time the next show comes on. 
Oh, my God. Clipper just said he knows another Hasbro artist he can talk to to see if she wants to come on the show one day. Ah, uh, Clipper, you are amazing. And ah, today was awesome. It was totally. I am trying not to rainbow dash the way rainbow <laughs> dash does whenever she comes across like the Wonder Bolt. I am trying really hard not to rainbow dash. <laughs> I'm trying not to squeal. Again, I didn't get that. That's rainbow dashing. And I'm looking up at my favorite princess ponies and all my G1s, and they look so happy today. Oh, my beautiful G1. Of course, my Jareth costume, my my Jareth custom that hangs out with my girls up there. Still flirting with that bride pony. All right, well... I should probably let you guys go because it is Monday and I still have to finish Melody's unicorn horn because she wants to be a unicorn this weekend for Fox and Robin. And I still need to, I've got online homework to do and it's, but, oh my gosh, thank you for setting this up. (laughs) <laughs> Don't think me Clipper. I mean, he's the one who really pushed and really gave me the courage to actually talk with Ruth and get this all set up. Okay, well, thank you for listening to Clipper. Thank Clipper for for making you do this. I don't know the team of you. Just thank you because tonight was awesome. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it did go on. I'm hoping if everybody else enjoyed tonight. And um, I think it was just really, really great that... I think we even made... We made Ruth day because... I told her, like, three times now, we've mentioned her name, and I've gotten new new blind bag pony. She is not my new good luck charm. (laughs) Well, and and to anybody downloading right now, there's still six matte puppy loves available. I got the last pearl one. So, na-na-na-na-na. But there's still six matte (laughs) puppy loves available. Yeah, I saw the pearlized one that's like, oh, oh. 
So I was originally going to get a, a second uh, pearl, second regular one to put on top of um, Sam's urn. Then I saw uh-huh. the pearlized one. It's like, uh, no, I'm going for the, for the pearlized one. And if anything, uh, I'll figure out something to put on top of his urn. <laughs> Actually, can can you tell Clipper to double check and make sure my payment and everything? Because his site keeps listing the last thing that I purchased as not paid for, but it shows that that like the pony is no longer available. So I don't know. Well, let me check my PayPal. Um, there it is. Um, oh, I hear Pony Baby crying. Would it would it be under uh, Nicole Davis or Fred? Uh, the pay, it'll come, The payment will come from Fred, so it'll probably be under Fred. Activity. It looks like both went through, so I don't know. Fred's going to kill me. But that's okay. I've survived Fred killing me before. Oh, fortification of anything. Uh, all right. I gotta let you go. Toddler is getting cranky, and my husband hasn't had his nap. Okay, he says he thinks it did. Okay. Yeah. If I go into the PayPal app, it looks like everything went through. So I am just going. What I'll do is I'll um, message you what he says. Okay. All right. Well, pony night night, Pandora. Pony night night, Tanishi. And pony night night to Summer, even though she's probably not on the phone anymore. Yeah, she got off because she said she was she had to get up early tomorrow, so I can understand her just jumping right off. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Pony night night. Pony and night did it go through? It went Woo! through. <laughs> Is that it? Are we alone at last? Well, I really hope everybody enjoyed tonight's show. As I said, it did take a lot of effort and a lot of prodding by Clipper to get me to talk with Ruth to have her on the show. And I'm glad she was able to come on and share a lot of the stories 
from working at Hasbro. And I know we here at My Little Pony Talk cannot wait for her to come back. So hopefully she will come back on. But we will be back next week to go ahead and start to complete the styling-sized ponies. So until next week, happy pony hunting. Good night.